Welcome to Normal Adjustments, because not all tales are created equal, and neither are the people that tell them. Welcome to Normal Adjustments. This is your host, Nicole, once again with another story about normal and adjustments. Hello, Nicole, once again. And it is clearly not a... Um, why do you keep saying that? And then I cannot say the word. What's the word? I don't know. Um, like, it's not, I mean, it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery that Mr. Andrew Marshall is here with us today. Into another episode, one of our favorites. I like to think I am a little mysterious. Well, I think you are. Okay. But uh, you're not a mystery in this purpose of time. <laughs> very, very true. Everybody's okay. fully aware that I'm here. Yes. I've been here before. This is my third outing. Oh my god! Literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. And this is particularly why we're here today. I'm here not to talk with Andy, but talk about Andy. Ew. That's a little bit much, that, isn't it? Is it? Well, I don't think so. And I think this is the part I'm quite excited about. Not not excited. Okay, excited about. Because uh, Andy and I are flatmates are friends and there is a particular reason we have a very special bond um, because we both have our own stories uh, with life and Andy well, has a very particular story which I would love to bring to life. Mm, nice. And I think uh, Andy is the one that needs to talk about this. <laughs> Just uh, maybe this is quite a good way to get, to get into this okay. is when we first met each other. Yes. This is quite funny because okay. I'm like, obviously I'm well, not obviously, oh, yeah. but I would. I, I'm a gay man. The shame of a gay man. <laughs> the no. shame. I say that because we were both, which is also another weird story. We were in a, like a bed together, me and Nicole, reading this book that a friend had given me that was really good, which is about like coming to terms with being gay, right? And throughout the book, it just kept talking about the shame, shame of, of the being gay a gay man. man. <laughs> I mean, it's not, a, it's not a joke. It's not a but joke. Like, it's between you and I. It was quite funny because we were just like sat there reading this book. And I don't know why, because we were just you, really drunk. And the, you, we were not reading. House. You were re- bedtime reading this to me. I would, I would say that I was orating <laughs> a bedside story in a king-sized bed in Soho Farmhouse, which is very fabulous. Um, this is all about us. How did you even get to that? This is the way. I, this is why I love these conversations. Exactly. They just go random. But I think I was saying the first time I met you. Yes. Uh, was when I came around. So I'd gone through this whole process of trying to find a place to live um, after think, I'd come back from Dubai. I think that's where the story starts, yes. Yeah, well, this is quite nice. Yeah. So um, I've been through all this process of, like, I'd, I'd just got a new job. I was moving to East London because West London, I fucking hated it. It was boring. And bear in mind, this was, like, six, seven months after I'd just moved from... Dubai, yeah. and in Dubai was where my life changed, which yeah. is probably what this might be a little bit about, yeah. is where I came out and told people that I was gay. Um, so realistically, you'd met me, like, a year? maybe a year after that had happened, mm. and you've only known me like this, yeah. whereas 
the vast majority of other people, other than like a few people in Dubai and then a few people in London who'd met me as I was and I was at ease with myself and I was like, you know, fully happy to say to people that I was gay. Everybody else, like 95% of people that know me, even now, just always knew me as a straight person or yeah. like pretend, but like, yeah. do you know? So, <laughs> but that is, that is just like, anyway, so. Well, it, to me, it's the funny thing is that to my perspective is that when you went to walk through the door, I was like, oh, this is the guy I want to live with. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'd like, I'd obviously camped it up because you're like. For the people that don't know camp, it's like he, he gated it up. That's yeah, what he's yeah, saying, yeah. Basically. Because I'm like, I'd been to some other places and... Did you know by then, that moment that you were going to live with a girl? I don't remember if we put that information I think I felt in. more comfortable. I had gone to like, um, look around a room with a couple of gay guys and they were quite nice. I thought that might be quite nice. But I was like, can't imagine me just living with bloke, like a yeah. blokey bloke. Not that I've, I've got loads yeah. of... Yeah, My yeah, best mates are like bloke blokes. But I'm like, I think... Where I am in my life right now, and I think I would be much happier just living with a fabulous Puerto Rican lady. Oh my god! And so it just so Hello. happened. <laughs> no, but it's, I, I did think like, right? I need. I kind of want her to realise that I'm no threat. Mm. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, that there isn't as much of a threat if a girl knows you don't fancy them. Yeah. Okay. And there's no. You know, there's no bullshit. Yeah. There's no like, oh, is this person going to come on to me? Is this going to be an awkward situation? Not at all. So you come in like, go, so I'm like, this girl's cool and I want to live here. I'm just going to be as Thank gay, you. gay as possible. <laughs> well, I don't think you were no, super no, 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 gay, no, no, but no. I actually, I actually read the gay vibes. But in a fabulous way, I remember the jumper you had in. It had like, it was a gray jumper, but it was like, it it seemed like it was um, like uh, handcrafted around these shortage shops. Which it so, was. Yes, but Broadway it did market. see. Oh, look at that! I From didn't a know that. Fabulous little gay man. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but it had like these little dots in like neon, and I'm like, I love that jumper. It has like simple, but in like very, and then you you smelled amazing. I knew you were gonna say that, but this is what I'm like. What make, you know, what what makes a gay man? Or what like <laughs> what is it that makes you go, Alright, that guy's probably gay? No, it wasn't that. Like, what was it? It was no, it was just your demeanor. I just I just look, my life it's full of 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 gay guys. And I just it was something in you and in, in a positive and wonderful way, I was just oh this is the person I wanna live with <laughs> <laughs> But um this is not what this conversation is about. That is actually part of, towards the end of the story. What we want to get to is like, how did you got to this point? Mm, how did you yeah. got to move to London, given that you're saying that you lived in Dubai? How did that happen? So, 2018? Yeah. 17? At the end of 2017? Yeah. So, like, two, yeah, two and a half years ago. So, I decided to move to Dubai with my fiance, so my my girlfriend at the time, who is fucking awesome and fabulous. And I think what's what's incredible is that we're still very friendly. Like we talk all the time. Whenever she you know she still lives she still lives there. Whenever she comes back to the UK, then we'll always hang out. And you've met her. Like she's very very cool. 
Um, but how long have you guys been together before moving to sorry. Dubai? Sorry, so, so yeah, so we were together for five years. So after two years, I asked her to marry me. After three years, we bought a house together. So this was very much like in my head, I'm going to get married to this woman and she's incredible. And we were literally planning our wedding and it was in New York and I knew exactly what it was going to be like. Looking back, because I was being pretty gay. I was like, I was the woman taking over like the whole fucking wedding. Oh we're going to go here. I'm going to be like a bridezilla. I'm like, I want to do this. I do that. It's going to be fucking fabulous. Like, I was planning the whole thing. I think everyone should have realised. You've never told me this. Oh my, oh my God. I was literally, I was looking on my uh, drive the other day and I had like all the wedding plans. Oh my god, how many, how many, how many, um... But there wasn't going to be many people. How many people? It was going to be, like, 30 people, like, all close friends. It was going to be in the Wythe in New York. And then we I love go. that place. <gasps> Andy, I love that. Everything That's one of my favourite places. And it was going to be on the, in the, like, penthouse suite, and we're going to get married there, overlooking all of New York <laughs> from Brooklyn. Like, everything was planned. Like, to the point at which we would just... Like later that year, going to go to New York, and then like I'd, I'd set up all the meetings to like meet everybody. Um. Anyway, so that was that was the thing. So we 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 were together for five years, and um, without going into the details of it, like there was a point at which I think for both of us had realised that it it wasn't working or it wasn't it wasn't quite the same anymore. Um. And it wasn't working. And I think from her perspective, she felt she very much felt the same. And it kind of it, it fizzled out. And it was such a shame because we had gone all that way. We were living in, you know, we were living away from family and home. And we've kind of felt stuck because you, in Dubai, you've got to pay for like X amount of checks up front. So you can't just move and leave and go home. Like you're, you're stuck. So for the next like six months, we were like, well, there's not really much else we can do. Um, and anyway, so once we split up, then then I kind of fell for a, a man, really. Well, not a man, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> to be you really are boys. <laughs> not like a boy, boy, but like not not like queer's folk like yesterday. No, not like boy. I mean, he looks quite similar yeah. to be honest, but. Um, yeah, so when we was like, so I was thirty four at the time, and he was twenty one. So like a big, big difference. And I don't know what it was. There was something about whether it's him as a person, or where I was in my life, or the combination of all of it, and the fact that I just looked at him and just he was so ballsy. Mm. It was just from a different era, like from a total different era. So we something happened, and then he's like, why have you not told anybody? Like, why are you 34 years old and you've not told anybody? And like, because I'm shit scared, because it's scary as fuck. And I was growing up in, in Leeds in the 80s, getting picked on all the time, and like, just being like, discriminated against for being effeminate Let, like the, the, the whole time and it just shocked me that he could be so ballsy he's like what why just just tell someone he was like i promise you he was like i promise you won't be as scary as you think 
And I'm like, well, I'd been eating my, it'd been eating me up inside for such a long time that the very thought of it made me feel physically sick. And I'm, I, I, honestly, for years, and, and that had gone on for years and years and years, the thought of somebody finding out about me and what was my real truth, like, like, like sick, like properly, like, like you could, you could barf, like horrible, honestly. And anyway, and then I'm like, well, yeah, well, all of a sudden I'm like, well, what, what is the problem? And I looked around at people that were gay and the people that I did know, no one gave a shit, but I don't know what it was. I'm like, and it is hard to, to even just figure out and talk about it because I don't know myself why I didn't do it. Why I didn't tell people for such a long time. But I think just speaking to somebody that you knew, because I knew this person already, and I l- really liked them as a person, and I kind of respected them, so I really listened. And then when they were like, there's nothing to worry about, and I'm like, well, I like this person sexually but I also just like them as a human and I'm just going to listen to what they're saying I'm like okay maybe maybe there's something there's something in that and maybe I can and then I told my best friend Emma I remember the whole thing like so vividly I remember where I was stood I remember exactly what I said like how she reacted like it's so vivid I mean I know it was only a couple of years ago but there's loads of that time that I don't remember, but I really vividly remember. And she's like, so what? Who cares? Like, yeah, good. So what? Like, And those moments, were those mom- particular moments empowering? Mm-hmm. Mm. Where that's like the, the, the energy, like you took all your energy to tell that person and then that just gives you energy to like actually spill out yeah. the rest of it and then you're to like, other people. She's like, nobody cares. Like, if everybody loves you, like, nobody, it doesn't matter. And then you kind of, okay. And then you tell another person. I remember a really good friend of mine called Natalie. I remember, I don't know, it seems easier to speak to women about it. Mm. So, like, that was kind of my process. And then I remember speaking to Jim, who you know really well. Mm. But every single person was like, so what? Do you have any oh, They were also yet? like, one of the, they were also like, yeah, we fucking knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was either one or the other. Some people were really shocked, or some people were like, "Yeah, we always knew." Like, did well, you I didn't. Or... I didn't fully know. Like, how can you fucking know? Did you? Did you were? Did were they fully shocked, or were they were acting fully shocked? <laughs> no, I think the people that were like surprise, surprised were like actually quite surprised because I can turn it off and on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I feel yeah. like I've never met that part of you though, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that I want to know is whether whether I have changed, whether I've changed a lot since since the whole thing since that happened. You know, like I've, I've, has my personality changed? Does the way I talk changed? Like, there's quite a bit of a not stigma, but there's a lot of like chat about that about whether you're like masculine or mm-hmm. feminine or like whatever it is but I think and like straight acting that's like very attractive yeah in the gay world is being interesting like straight acting so before we get into that though I would like to then dig into those like beginnings like because you you do say some people knew mm-hmm. you do say there was something in you that knew so like 
and you got picked on as a kid for it. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? How did it manifest? Like what were what what were you feeling? Uh, what age was I this? I remember one of the most vivid memories about all that was when I was in the year like four, maybe. Is that like how ten that? years I think old? I was like nine. Nine. Nine or ten, and I was. <laughs> I always used to hang out with the girls. Like, it was just... I just naturally made better friends with girls. It's just... I've always been like that. And, um... We were playing... Remember Polly Pocket? Yes, of course. I love Polly Pocket. I look like a Polly Pocket. Right? Have I told you this before? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's, like, deep. So, this kid... Like, I was playing with the girls, and I was playing with Polly Pocket. So I must have been, like, seven or eight years old, right? And this kid came over, and he gave me the hardest time, like, fucking just... Oh, you're so gay, you're so gay, blah, blah, you play such was a this, girl, da, da, Was da, this da. guy old, older, or, like, like the same? It's kind of the same. Like, maybe a year older. Mm-hmm. And, um... The reason I'm... I, and it was awful. But then I, I went to high school, and I was in year seven, which is the first year of high school... And I used to do cubs. I used to be at, like, Cub Scouts. And I went... I met a friend there, and I went to a different Cub Scouts with him. And when I got there, this kid that had given me loads of shit, the first thing he did is come straight over to me and, like, you're that fucking kid that used to play with Polly Pockets? And it was, like... Like, awful. Like, hit me, like, so hard. And I never went back. Like, I could never go back to that. All the time. And I used to do drama, and, like, later on I used to do, like, children's theatre, and, um, I used to get picked on for that. But I was never, like, I was never bullied, mm-hmm. but they just used to, it was, like, picking on you. It was just being mean. Mm-hmm. It was, like, you know, it was telling people, you, it was saying you're gay, because that was just such an insult. Right then, it was, honestly, it was, like, the biggest in the insult. Eight, in the late 80s, early 90s. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, like... I, and even like it's not been that long since that stopped becoming an insult mm-hmm. like people were like oh that's so gay that's so gay but that stuff just sticks in your head like so much that you're like I don't want to be like that mm-hmm. I don't want to be telling people that I am and getting picked on and like being abused all the time like it's awful and then oh, equally like I was enjoying being with girls, you know? Like, that's the thing. Like, I kind of knew. But I also, like, I had girlfriends and I loved them. Because I love women. Like, I love... I have st- really strong connections with women. And wait, so it's, it was all kind of... It was all very confusing. And then I'm like... Then you kind of figuring out your own self, and you're like, "Are you bisexual? Am I pansexual?" You know, but like when you were in love with a human, was this while growing up though? What like when you were a kid and then like a teenager? How did it feel? Like, was it like attraction to both? Yeah. Yeah. It was, and then I was like with girls, but then still, you know, still kind of thinking about guys. Um, and, and, then, and, then, and then in between girlfriends, I did have the odd experience with a guy. And then it's confusing because you're like, is it, is it just a, is it a sexual thing? 
Huh, that's so weird. The gay guys literally just messaged me on Instagram. That, they, that used to be friends with when I was straight. <laughs> Saying I'm looking so well. Yeah. <laughs> you got so perked up. Hey, Pete Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter Lamont out there. Uh, so I didn't know whether... Because when you're with someone for a long time, you naturally just have less sex, right? The, the sexual side of stuff just dips off a little bit. Mm. So I'm like, is it just that normal, natural dip off in sexual appetite or whatever you want to call it? Or is it because I'm fucking gay or <laughs> I'm like with the wrong, I'm having sex with the wrong sex? And now, and and to be honest, now I still don't know the answer because yeah. I've not been in a long-term relationship with a guy. Yeah. And then you're like, then I'm kind of worried, like, fuck, what happens if, like, <laughs> if you're in a relationship with a guy for six months and it gets boring? And I'm like, oh, maybe I wasn't gay this whole time. It was just, I get, I'm bisexual and I get bored of having <laughs> sex with the same person. Like... I don't know. Dude, I think that that's a worry for all of us. It's not even sexual. It's oh, about shit, how 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 much it would last with anyone. And I and I can and that's a separate conversation in itself. Mm. Um I I have, I have a quick litmus test though. Yeah. I think about the amount of porn that I watch. <laughs> right? I think I've said this before. No. Okay, well I will like ninety percent is gay, ten percent is straight. Really? Yeah, every now and again, I'm like, hmm. So, I think I'm 90% gay. Okay, <laughs> I but like that. But there's a bit of me. I like, I could have sex with a woman. But- I think this is an interesting thing, because sexually, I think most people are attracted to both sex. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever other conversations and layers in this conversation I'm not really well versed and I apologize for like anybody that doesn't um, does not particularly um, identify with both sex but what I, I'm just saying in general um, and I I am I, I have not experienced that in terms of like particularly experiencing for both thing or accepting that I'm attracted to both, but you can get turned on by both. Mm-hmm. I like I don't think how that can be odd for anyone. And I think it's more around that realization of having feelings towards one more in particular than the other, more like a person. And that is completely fine. I don't know if I express that properly. No, I get that. I know what you're saying. But I like... I think what's difficult is like growing up being told that if you are a man and you have... Or a woman and you have feelings for somebody of your own sex and that is so wrong and it's so morally wrong that like that's the way that you kind of go down. That's like you feel like you have to that you have to behave like that because it's wrong and it's dirty and you're disgusting and people are going to be mean to you and and you'll be lonely and no one will like you and you won't have kids and no one will look after you. It's like gross. But no, that's, that's horrible. And did you have people around you that were particularly like that were gay? No. No. 
like there's some people in school that have maybe come out recently there's like one guy on you know this is random connections on Facebook and you're like okay that gets obviously gay he's got a husband he's got a boyfriend <laughs> I can think of literally one apart from the guy that I'm going to talk about now that um, we like I, I hooked up with when I was like maybe 15 so I was at school like uh, children's theatre so we used to go there on a Saturday with my best friend at the time we called Helen and we like obsessed with each other we like had the best time ever but again not like any kind of sexual thing we were just like really really close um and we used to go to drama school every saturday and then we also used to go to one on like a friday night which is the church i was such a nerd it's just like the (laughs) church of england uh like youth club that was also like a I say it's a good dude the youth club on a Monday and then a Friday night I used to go to the church like drama group and then a Saturday afternoon I used to go (laughs) (laughs) there's children's theatre and we used to do like shows and there's like proper theatre like I I love that musical theatre well uh, I'll have you know I was the owl in the (laughs) owl and the pussycat Have you heard of the owl and the pussycat? Went to see? No, I didn't. And a beautiful pea green boat? I don't, sorry. Okay. You need to get more down with English culture and realise that owl was the best part in any children's production. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so there was a guy there. I highly doubt you'll listen to this. There's a guy called Ted. And... uh, Everybody knew he was gay. Like, everybody knew. But he never told anybody. Like, it just wasn't a thing to, like, tell anyone. Anyway, so we used to kind of sneak off and, like, do, like, smooching. Like, every now and again. This was, like, 15 years old. Um, And, like, real typical uh, kind of scenario for me was, was that. So I was, like, I had a girlfriend at the time who was in the, like, all those shows... So we do this, like, um, stage production. Like, there's loads of different um, dressing rooms in the back. So I'm like, one minute I'm smooching my girlfriend, (laughs) and then in the next one along, getting your makeup, after getting makeup done, I'm, like, smooching this guy. (laughs) Like, just, like, like, that was normal. And so I had these two separate parts of my brain. Like literally, like se- like separated. Like I can, I could sit at home with my girlfriend or, and became fiance at the time and just have this like right. This is the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life, but still have a bit of me that knew I was gay. Like this kind of other little part of my brain that was just like right. Go away, go away, go away, go away. Like if I just deal with, if I just be normal, if I just go down and have a normal route and be happy with Ashley and ha- happy with having a girlfriend, the rest of it will go away, how knowing you, full well it was there. How can you compartmentalise, though? Like, how does it become... I don't think it's healthy. I think it's dangerous. I think it can fuck with your brain. Uh, you can you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, anybody can just, like... But you were saying that you... Because you were scared. It's cause it, it, it stemmed from being scared shitless of being caught out and your life being ruined because being a gay person is not 
as normal or as enjoyable, or you and you won't get the you won't you won't lead a happy life like us. So you were saying that you've heard that that's where quite common that people compartmentalize and then just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like well, for a fact, there's loads of fucking like married men that are sleeping with m- other men. And they've got like loads of kids. Like it's it's, just, it's a known thing. Mm-hmm. Like loads and loads and loads. And there's like all these like saunas and there's grinder and there's places where people can like hook up with other men. And the fact that they have like really like sauna type things. Like there's a back entrance mm-hmm. for people that don't are not out and don't want to get caught. That it's set like basically men that are like in relationships or married. Like it's a and. How did that progress, like, through your college years and teenage years? And did it keep going? Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. So, back in the day, no such thing as grinder. Okay. <laughs> so, there was websites, right? Like, so there's one called Rainbow Network. <laughs> And actually, I'm going to add an extra story in. Uh, so this is why this is a bonus that we lost that one and nearly fell out with each that. other, even though we love each other. <laughs> um, we were on fucking dial-up, right? Like, yeah. Like, Every yeah. time that we connected, we kill a robot. Thing. I'm trying to think about like how old I was. But like I remember being on dial-up in my bedroom on a, fucking, on a, on a PC... Right, that was the first PC we ever had, and I was so excited about it because I was such a little nerd, and we weren't particularly well off. So I was like, I just really was obsessed with getting a PC, and I remember getting one, not for this, <laughs> just for this. I just I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> but we, um, do you remember it when you used to have like it used to be on the end of a wi- like a telephone wire? Right? Yeah, of course. So you used to have to take the modem from room to room. A uh, dude. To like plug it in the back of uh, Dude, I have a particular story for this. In my house, we needed to, it, it was a, a big house in Puerto Rico, but the problem was that the connection of the phone was very far away when we, my mom wanted the, la- the computer. I was going to say laptop. I wish yeah, there was right. a, a computer. And we had, swear to God, like a 15, 20 foot cable. Yeah, 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 same. And it went from what, from the, from the um, alarm system to the computer. So imagine, that's uh, like the process to get internet. Isn't it mental? I know. To look back. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm like putting in my room, like looking, I guess looking at rude stuff. And uh, going on like rude What is rude stuff? So my stuff? first ever experience my first ever experience with that boy so that was with Ted um and then that was just like fooling around basically but my first like proper like experience experience Mm. was from this like network thing like rainbow network and it was like on a chat room and you'd say alright I'm here because he it didn't like connect with where you physically were you had to say where you were so they had all these rooms so that it'd be like a room that'd be like leads and then within the room would be like areas of leads and then you're saying like right I'm here and like da, 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 and then you kind of kind of so anyway so I met with this like student dude like rather than we did like stuff. but it was in Headingley which is like around the corner and we did stuff um <laughs> So that was the first thing, and I think that was before I went to university, 
And then when I was at university, same thing. Oh, actually, was it? I think it was called Gaydar, actually. That's a lie. There's one called Rainbow Network and there's one called Gaydar. This brings back so many memories. So there's one called Gaydar. I I think it was Gaydar. And that's the chat chat room. And I could see this guy. So I'm in the computer room. Like, there was computer rooms. Mm. You didn't know. Not everybody had a laptop. I think after, like, the second year, I ended up with a laptop and, they like, more people started. But you did a lot of your work in these, like, computer rooms. Mm. And I could see this guy on it and he was, like... And he was typing away. And so then I started typing away on the same thing so he could, like, see. And then there was a glory hole, like, a... a, a <laughs> in a to- in the bathroom, like, on the floor below... And so we both kind of like looked each other up and then like went down and like did the routine. <laughs> Do you ever saw him again? <laughs> of course I remember his email. Mouseroom.hotmail.co.uk. Mouse room, mouse room <laughs> mouse room so, so we met up like we met up a few times. But it's confusing. Yeah. It was really confusing. And then you feel guilt, like, I don't know, like I'm st- I'm I still connect with I'm still connected and speak to the people, some of the girls that I go out with, that I was going out with, you know, at university I was with a wonderful girl that we still like have like we'd randomly on Instagram like chatting all the time because she's fucking ace like, and you just feel this guilt but like I don't know like I, I was being a twat really mm-hmm. like, I should not have done that like mm-hmm. I should not have been in a relationship with women and, and and having girlfriends whilst still being attracted to men like it's and it wasn't like I was doing both at the same time mm-hmm. but I'll be honest like occasionally that did happen yeah. like because I was so confused and I was trying to figure it all out doesn't make me a better person it still makes me a bit of a fucking dick and that that's one of the hardest things I've had to deal with is I've cheated on people mm. and I always kind of wore as a bit of a badge of honour that I'm like not a cheat but I was cheating I was cheating and I got cheated on once really badly and I was like so dramatic about it and it was awful and it broke my heart and I was depressed for like days and days and end but like I cheated on her loads of fuck, like quite a bit. That's that's weird because of this. Because of this brain thing. Brain thing. I'm like right, okay. Well, that's in that brain. Nobody knows about it. Not a single person knows about it. So it's just me. So it didn't happen. Like fuck it. Was it two different people for you? Yeah, hundred percent. And now I'm like one person, so it's a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. So before getting to that, so you were able to push out those feelings out for some reason and able to kind of like get into a very serious relationship that you want to pursue as, as a marriage. Mm-hmm. I guess that none of that creeped up in all that time. When did it creep up finally that? Because you imagine bought a house and this engaged and decided to move to Dubai. Mm-hmm. When, when was the shift in all that? Um, I think it was like boiling away for a while, but we split up. I think both of us realized that it was kind of not working, and she wasn't. She, I, I know, I know she wasn't happy. And we had like a big bust up, 
and so we split up and um and then I got with got with the guy quite like quite quickly afterwards and I, maybe it was part of why we split up because I was so com- confused about it and I'm like well this this something isn't isn't right you were not yourself and I could see it I, there was still and there was feelings to be honest toward, towards this guy Joe and that's really a part of it. And what changed in that particular scenario rather than what was happening the other times? So was it like you saw possibility in you kind of having feelings with somebody of the same sex? Yeah. So before, like I'd said, like it was kind of... It was a bit of a... It was just a kind of off-the-cuff kind of sexual thing. It was like a bit like raw, just like boom, done, I'm out, like that's it. Nothing more, you know? Whereas when I was with a girl, it was like... I knew them for a while. It was kind of old-school, romantic, kind of... You really got to know people. Because I wasn't... Gay. I wasn't, like, openly kind of homosexual. It wasn't like I was telling people that that was a thing. So... so So everything just felt like kind of natural, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, like, it, it and was like, like a progression that then this progression happened with this other person, but this person wasn't a girl, it happened to be a guy. Exactly. So because, like, he had fancied me for ages, I, I since find out, like, he'd wanted this thing to happen. And so when... And I, to be honest, and I just really liked him as a person. It was the first dude that I'd got with that I knew already, I thought was fucking cool, and I kind of fancied. So it never happened to me before. So it was kind of... It emulated the relationships I'd been with women, women before. Yeah. So all of a sudden, my whole, mindsh- my, my whole mindset changed because I'm... I get it. And then I'm like, OK, well, this isn't about... a dick or a vagina. Mm-hmm. Or, the, or this isn't... <laughs> yeah. This isn't about, you know, their, their, their sexuality their sex as such it's about them as a person and the and the, and the feeling that I have and then I stare and I'm like figuring it out and I'm like okay well I think I'm probably definitely more attracted to men than I am women but let's see what happens but it was, it was confusing but I think really fundamentally the guy was funny it was a nice dude we got on like a house on fire we had a laugh, and then sexually it was exciting and new as well. And it was like, well, new, new, but like with the whole package of everything together, it was like, wow, this is nuts. This is nothing I've ever experienced yeah. before. And then I'm like, okay. And then you start telling people, and it's not as difficult as you think it is. And so then, how was that process of telling people? You were saying that you didn't actually say, tell people that. You were gay, you were telling them that you were dating a guy. Mm. Weirdly, that feels like two different things. I don't know what it is. Saying you're gay, when that word has been very, very negative for such a long time in your life, is a very difficult thing to do. Some of the first people that I told, it was just just kind of matter of fact. It was like, okay... Split up with Ashley. I'm really fucking upset about it. 
since I've got with a man, so now I'm with a with a with a bloke. That just felt like so much easier, and it was than saying, "Oh hi," even to my best mate to be able to say, "Oh hi," by the way, I'm gay. Like I, and even now it's harder. It's quite hard to say. Why is it hard to say? I don't know because because of that, it's just yeah. stigma, like pure stigma. Even in London, this is not. It's not about. The reality of life yeah. and what is happening right now is what was in my brain yeah. and what I've grown up with that makes you feel the way you feel, right? Like it's yeah. Well, and and, and statistically, it, you spent way more time denying it than you spent accepting it. So of course you're gonna still feel like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Well, what I spent thirty four. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it was gay as soon as it came out. Well, <laughs> probably spent like twenty years. 20, at least 20 years worrying about it and two years being accepting of it. Mm. So what we're saying, like, 10% of the time I've been chilled with it. <laughs> 90% of the time I've been fucking scared of it. Yeah. And worried and, and anxious. And so far, like, since that happened then, what happened? Like, what, what was in the transition? That, because that's the important bit, right? That happened. You dated a guy. Then what's next? Then you... It's you, weird because you basically start again, which is bizarre. Yeah. So how... That compartmentalization in your brain, how did that switch of, like, I don't have to compartmentalize. I am this person. And it's one of... the minute you one tell of it, the people that you love... And they accept it, and they're cool with it. Then you realise you can just be whoever the fuck you want to be, and people will love and accept you. And that, I got quite emotional. <laughs> I got emotional. <laughs> oh my god, what is wrong with me? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's really nice. Because it's scary before, and then you. The minute everybody's fine, I don't know. You just now you just feel like you can do whatever you want to do. Be who you want to be, and people will be cool with it. It's nice. It's liber. It's liberating, and I feel like I'm a better person for it. Um. And it's silly things, like, just the way we, like, dance around in the kitchen or, like, the things we put on Instagram. I wouldn't do that stuff before because I'd be scared that someone would say I was gay, you know? Like, that yeah. is shit. Like, it affected my personality for a really long time. Like, it's not... Cool, now I'm, like, give a shit. Like, just have fun. Like, just have fun and do your thing and, like... Hard. Yeah, the, those those videos are gay and fabulous. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like fucking fine. I don't care. Anyway, so it's nice. What next from there? So you moved to London. So I moved to London. So the, after that, like you break up with that boy. I uh, got my heart broken a little bit because every, everything just feels so new and raw and you feel like a fucking 16-year-old again. You just go backwards, like... Weird. You've got to figure everything out. You got like it's it's raw. It's weird, and everybody's very fickle, and so it's quite difficult. And I can see why 
it's hard. You've got to look a certain way, kind of. There's loads of different group, like loads of crazy different groups. How is it? How is it to explore those scenarios then? Though, like you start exploring, then your newfound gayness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's difficult because I didn't feel like I wanted to be gay as such. It was, and it was like I was quite happy before, and then you're like. Right, this is my new reality, but everything's so different, you know. Because you bear in mind, like one one point, like three years ago, I was engaged to be married. I owned a house with a woman. We had a fucking awesome car. We both had really good jobs. It was like real, not mundane at all, because it was awesome and I loved it. And we had two cats, and we took our cats to do. But do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it can be quite difficult because you go. Did I make the right decision? Because my life is so fundamentally different, like... And you worry about if it's better. But it is, because I'm more real and I'm more raw and I, I, it's genuine and I, I, and I get it. But it takes a bit of getting used to then, because you've gone from that real life to very, very different one. Like, So then... You start, how do you start navigating those waters? So finally, like, when you start saying, like, yeah, I'm gay. And then you moved to, you didn't move to London right away. You were still in Dubai. So I was in Dubai for, like, four months more, maybe? So not too long, because I was, living, like, got Still living with him. your ex? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were living together. And I just remember, like, the day that we left each other, there's, like, a really nice little Facebook post that we put on that. And I'm, like... And you can see, I'm, like, I'm crying and that. And she's, like, emotional. And we're both, like... Influ- you know, very close to being influence of tears because we love each... Like, there's a raw realness. We loved each other. And we were going to get married. But it just wasn't meant to be. And there was... And it's better for us both in the long run, but right there it was really raw and difficult. But we were looking back on all the good stuff because we just had the best time. We mm. travelled the world. We done all the, had all these amazing experiences. We had all these things together. My family loved her, and her family like we were. You know, it's it's really hard. Um, so it's hard. To, yeah, that 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 was that was difficult. And I remember like. And I look back at that picture every now and again, and I'm like, fucking hell, that's really real. It was a real, real raw image of, of what we were both kind of going through. And so, yeah, then I, so, then I, so then I moved to London. I don't know, I don't think as much has changed, really. I was just like, I've just been single. But I spent like, I spent like six months like living in West London and I hated it. I did like my job and that was, you know. But met some like cool people and then I was like, right, fuck it. I'm going to move and get a new job and have something I love. And then actually the past like year and a half have been incredible. Like I met you, obviously, <laughs> which is shit. <laughs> no, which has been incredible. And I, you know, everything, everything just fell into place again. So it was like, I found a company that I really love, found a job that I loved, I found a housemate that I was obsessed with, that was wonderful. Um, 
and then started to make friends at work and got a nice house like you know and every, everything just felt like it fit back into place apart from the like relationship thing but I'm but just alright with it like, but then that's where it all shifts because you then start dating in the gay world yeah I did that <laughs> and so you're like yeah. <laughs> it's boring I'm not asked. but I don't think has that has but to it's do- weird isn't it because you're like oh I've just come out like oh everybody I'm gay and then I'm not like doing anything <laughs> about it <laughs> but that's good though in a way because that's where you and I kind of like and I think that we've spoken very little about this but this is where you and I got like got bonded because mm. it's like we couldn't be asked and it's not and I think that's where you this also gets to is it's not about sexuality I'm not gay and I cannot be asked yeah right it's about being single and happy and how you've created now this happiness for yourself. And that takes balls, Andy. And your path takes balls. Mm. And I'm very proud of you for being true to yourself. Thanks. Would you change it, though? Like I said before, I don't, like I said before, I don't, think, I don't think I would. Like, I don't have any regrets. I'm happy with the person that I am. So I'm happy with the person that I've become. And I don't know if it would have been different, if my life would have been different. Well, it would have been fundamentally, you know, if I'd have come out at, like, 20 or 25 or fucking 28, 30, whatever, I would have been a different person. My life would have gone down a different path, 100%. I wouldn't have moved to Dubai. I wouldn't have met Joe. I wouldn't have... Do you know what I mean? Or if I'd done it at 20, I wouldn't have met Ashley, who made, like, a huge, massive impact on my life. Like, incredible, like inspired me to travel more and it's like really made me love music way more than I did before do you know what I mean all these people and all these things that you did make you the person that you are so the only regrets I have is if I've ever hurt anybody yeah. or upset anybody so obviously like with you know some girlfriends and I then I, I probably have done and that sucks because I feel like I pride myself on giving a shit about people and wanting to make people happy and by not being true to myself, I've hurt people and upset people. That's my only regret. So I don't I, care about how I feel or how my kind of life has changed or how it would change if I'd have done different things. But upsetting other people is the only regret. I say, right? So I ask you again, in a different way, doesn't it feel better to be more honest Hundred percent with myself, and not and yeah, not, and not live that the compartmentalized yeah, life. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I mean, that's an obvious no-brainer. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I just think I'm like a product of of the reality that's and of insane. what was happening at the time. And I think there's probably there's there's, there's still going to be people my age or a little bit older that are just still hiding it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. It's obvious, like, it is. But it's so deep-rooted in you. Like, it isn't... It's really, really hard to explain. Like, it's so raw and real and, like, uh, it's, like... It's it's, 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 it's deep that, like... 
fuck, I would never want to be gay. Like, and, it's just yeah. so, like, honestly, I can't. And look, I, the reason I relate to all this, because as a, I, because of my condition, it's not the same, it's different, but it, it feels the same, which I did live in a lymphedema closet. Like, I was never honest with people about what's really happening, mm-hmm. and I was hiding it. And it wasn't until I and, and I people was gonna say, "Oh, but you aren't." We all knew about it. That was different. It's, it's like two parts of myself. I was compartmentalized. Mm. It's like I have lymphedema in my arm, but nobody else is knowing mm. what's happening below the waist. And when I came out honestly and truthfully, and I was like, "This is me. This is me." <laughs> Um, it just changed my life. It was like, there's, there's nothing else. Like, and so that's why I... Isn't it weird? It's like, it's just this weight off your shoulders. It's like, once you realize it's okay and you're accepting of it, no one can hurt you anymore. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? That's the thing. Like, if someone's, think- someone says something about the thing that you admit, and I probably take the piss out of myself more than ever now. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's my way of dealing with it. Yeah. But it's a bit of a fuck you because I'm like, yeah, I am gay. Because I, I can, like, take a piss out of being gay because I'm like, well, yeah, I am. And I couldn't give a fuck what you think about me. Like, and that's so empowering. Like, definitely. Isn't it liberating? Oh, it, it is. And, it and that's is, like you saying that. It's like, yeah, it's once just, I've accepted it, it's not an issue. There's nothing you can say that's going to, like, no, it, it's not. It's and if not. you say something, it's like, yeah, and? And I think that regardless of what times we live in, of course, the times, like, we 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 focus more about what the external says than what we think and feel. Once we eliminate that, it just feels like, I don't understand what it just, like, takes so much into heart of what other people think it's just interesting because if you just take that away it just everything changes the decisions are just different 100% well Andy well to now we're here thank you yes it was and I appreciate a lot for you coming coming out (laughs) coming out I gotta let you know. Gotta let it show. But besides the jokes, I really appreciate it. I am so grateful that life has put us in the same path, like more than more than anything. Uh, for many, many, many reasons. Uh, who would have thought that um, life was gonna put in my path such a wonderful person for oh this my God, stop it because I'll cry my eyes out for this <laughs> very crazy three months I know right I could be very miserable and I'm not thank you for being so honest because I know this takes a lot of um, strength and bravery no. and you are very strong and brave and besides that I want to close with some words because I want to ask everyone before they leave, what would you tell your 13-year-old self now? Ah, what would I say? (laughs) I would say, don't be a pussy. You don't like pussy. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a loser.
being a loser. It's being really real. Yeah, yeah that's so real. real.